Hey y'all, welcome back to True That Podcast. I'm Shelby and I'm so excited that you're here. Um, We know it's been a while because we have entered into a new stage of life with Libby and Leah at college. Kirsten and myself are in our senior year of high school. So just balancing all that has been a total new adjustment. But we are so excited to be back. And today, Libby and I are talking about keeping Christ at the center of Christmas. Yes, we are so excited to be back. And especially for the topics like this, because... I mean, I firmly believe Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. I don't know about you, Shelby, but like, I love it so much. It's just, I love December, all the cheer, but like the most important thing always in my heart is the reminder that at Christmas, maybe not on the exact date that we celebrate it, but at Christmas is when Christ came down to save us from our sins. And it's just... It's so magical and beautiful, and I love celebrating it. Absolutely. I mean, I've had the Christmas music going for weeks now, and the Christmas trees are up, so you can just – it's just such a season of joy. But I think it's so easy to get swept up in what we have made Christmas to be instead of what it truly is. That is so, so true. Like, we were just talking about a little while ago how – a lot of times the, the symbols that people recognize as at the core of Christmas are things like Santa and Frosty the Snowman and Christmas trees. And while these things are great and so fun and there's nothing inherently bad about them, one of the things we've talked about on here before is that like a good thing can become a bad thing if it's not a God thing. And so like what we're really focusing on today is kind of how we can have all these great things about Christmas that we love, but at the center, at the forefront of it all, instead of just in the background, should be the focus on Jesus. Absolutely. And how we can use those things, like simple worldly Christmas things, to share the real meaning of Christmas and what it means to us as Christians. One thing my family does is we have this Advent book that really relates modern day Christmas things to like Christ and how we see that in um, how we can see that in our everyday lives. One thing that comes to mind is like the Christmas tree and how it can serve as a reminder of the Trinity because it is shaped in a triangle. So we have God, the Holy Spirit and Jesus um, and how we can see that reminder every day as we look at our tree. I love that. And I like, I think one of the greatest things that's developed from Christmas also is like this tradition of like giving back and serving others. Um, and I think that it's probably a thing that people don't necessarily recognize stems from like the Christian roots of Christmas. Um, but there definitely is more of a generous spirit all about the air, more of a joyful spirit about the air. And I honestly, I don't know where it comes from because we have great holidays year round, but there's just something about the season that is altogether brighter. And I mean, I firmly believe it's because of Christ. Um, but it's so interesting that it's like that when so many people who like still do still might put up a tree and still might go see Santa and still might um, do 
present exchanges don't actually believe in Christ and don't like have that meaning to what they think that Christmas is. It's really interesting that the joy and the spirit of it still like transcends that boundary. I think that's kind of odd. Absolutely. And I think it just shows um, the greatness of God, if that makes sense. Um, We're in the season of Advent. So we're reflecting on kind of who God is and preparing our hearts um, to welcome him on Christmas. And one thing that our church is talking about is how God is a mighty God and how he can use the worldly materialistic things that we create for his benefit and for his glory. Because just how you said, like everyone seems to be in such a giving spirit during Christmas. And I think it comes from the ultimate gifts, the greatest gift there ever was, which was the birth of Jesus Christ who saved us from our sins and continues to do that for people everywhere. And I just love how no matter how bad we mess things up, God, he works all things for good. Yeah. I love that. And like with the giving spirit, um, it's really cool. Cause like y'all know I'm your history buff over here. Um, <laughs> but if you trace back in history, like with different religions, um, this thing of like the concept of like giving so much to others or giving until it hurts or just being so generous and charitable that really started like with Christ and with Christianity, like other people groups and other religions. This was one of the things that was so foreign to them that Jesus was preaching about in his ministry. And it's one of the things that initially started to draw people to Christianity and to Christ um, was because Jesus is constantly encouraging his disciples to give to the poor and to do that and like to know that whatever people do for the least of these um, is what they do for him. So it's really cool to kind of trace that historical route back and just think about the spirit of giving that people really have around the holidays now and to know that really historically that did stem from Christ's um, message and from his ministry. Yes, I love that reminder of just how we should try to mimic Christ in everything we do. And one of those aspects is being a joyful giver and putting ourselves last, which is what Jesus did when he so humbly came down and was born in a manger full of animals um, to save us. So I love that image of just mirroring, mirroring him for sure. So let's turn to, as we're in this Christmas season, what are tangible things that we can actually do to continue to put Christ first in this season? I would definitely say one of the things for me is just like staying in the word. There's so much going on during the Christmas season. So much. Like everybody's busy decorating and I don't know about y'all, but I've got finals week coming up. So that's definitely pretty yep. Mm, on top of everything. But um, one of my favorite verses in the Bible um, comes from Luke 2. It's Luke 2.19 about Mary after the birth of Christ. Um, It says, but Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. And it's just talking about how Mary had seen God work in these amazing ways. And at the same time, the shepherds were like, they were going and they were telling and like spreading the word. She she just kind of sat and meditated in the goodness of God um, and focused on all that he was doing. And there's amazing things that can be said for what the shepherds were doing too. But I think that 
we can get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. There's a lot to be done, but um, I think it's so important to make time to meditate on the word and to spend time with God, even throughout all of that, because times can get crazy. Um, but if we don't spend time with God, then we lose him as the center to anything that we're doing. Absolutely. And I think that connects to what we were saying about mirroring Jesus in our everyday life. In my small group this morning, we were talking about how the holidays always, I mean, it brings out the best in people, but it can also bring out the worst in people. When you get with your extended family and, you know, awkward conversations happen and there's the drama and whatnot and how it's stressful. People were saying today, like, gosh, it's so stressful to have to deal with that. And it just puts me in a bad mood, makes me angry. And I think if we, once you spend time in the word, you are more likely to react in a way that is more loving and more joyful, full of peace and kindness instead of harsh words. So I think that's another way that you can continue to put Christ in the center of the season. Absolutely. I love, and I love the way that, um, the term that you're using, like mirroring the image of Christ, um, because like, I mean, how are we supposed to mirror his image if we're not spending time like with him and with his word? Um, so yeah, I think that's great. Like you cannot reflect an image that you're not looking at, you know? Oh, true that. <laughs> oh gosh. I, I love that. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, you cannot reflect an image you're not looking at. That is so good. Thank you. I'm here for the snaps. <laughs> But yeah, one of the other verses that I was looking at before this was um, Psalm 4610. And it's kind of like in the same vein, almost, even though it comes from such a different place. And like the fact that it was written hundreds of years before the Gospel of Luke. But um, Psalm 4610 is like the beginning of it is be still and know that I am God. And I love seeing um, the reflection of that stillness in what Mary was doing, like hundreds of years after the Psalms were written. Um it's just, it's so cool to me to think about that. And like, I think that being still is another one of those really tangible things that we can work on in the holiday season, because like you were talking about, like things get crazy, things get stressful. And with family around that, admittedly, we might not like them the most ever. Like God calls us to love them, but hmm, we might not like them. And it's really, really hard to reflect the kindness and the peace and the patience of Jesus if we're not like taking time apart from that because we can't just keep go, go, going. God never called us to be busy. He called us to live our lives for him. He called us to focus on him and to be still in his word and to share his gospel. He didn't call us to have the best Christmas decorations, even though I love Christmas decorations. Um, But I think that is something that we can lose sight of. So I think that being still is so important in this season. I would agree. I would say that that verse, Psalm 4610, also reflects the mightiness of God that we were talking about earlier. Because when God says, be still and know that I'm God, this is after he has wiped out armies of people rebelling against him. Yeah, (laughs) but so true that it's important to reflect and just channel the joy of uh, the season. It's so true. And like remembering that God's above it all. 
like when you're having like difficult conversations with cousins because they might annoy you a little like remembering that God is above that and then the most important thing in that moment is like not the moment it's not like what's going on and what's crazy and what's busy it's remembering that God is at the center or needs to be at the center of it all absolutely and how I love how you said that God is in control um, and he's so much bigger than our like petty arguments. Um, It reminds me of a song uh, that everyone should go and listen to. It's Behold Him by Francesca Benicelli. And it talks about the chorus says in your silent night when you're not all right, like lift your eyes and behold him. Feel the thrill of hope. You're not alone in this moment. Behold him. And how, yes, there is a lot of joy surrounding Christmas, but for some, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt of broken relationships with family, loved ones that have passed away. Or maybe you're just in a really rough season of life and you cannot see joy. Christmas isn't the way it used to be. And how God is still in control and he can show you those little moments of joy and peace and love that just point to him and that there's no other way to explain it besides a God that's in control and fighting for you and who loves you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and it's like, it's so true. Like, I think that sometimes we get swept up and we forget the people that are struggling during the Christmas season. And like, that's something like for those of us that are in a good place, those are definitely some people that I feel like we can reach out to. Um, Cause like, that's one of the other things that God is calling us to do is to like be there. Um, like I mentioned before, he calls us to be with the least of these, but that's like, that's like just one situation. He's also calling us to like hold the hurting and like be there with them in their pain. Um, so I think Christmas is such a great time to do that. And it also is a great opportunity to use that to redirect people towards Jesus. And I think that the world we live in with this materialization of Christmas and everything is about buying and consuming gifts and presents and decorations and lights and Christmas cookies and whatnot, that it makes it hard to remember those who are hurting. We just kind of forget about it. And it's like, Oh, if you're hurting right now, you're kind of in this separate little box because you're not feeling the joy of Christmas and blah, blah, blah. But that is not what we're called to do at all. We're not called to be comfortable in our situation and just live life in our safe little bubble of Christmas joy and cheer and how we need to reach out to those who are hurting and who are having a hard time this Christmas because that is what Jesus will do for you. And if we're going to, again, reflect Jesus, that's what we need to do for others. So true. Um, And I think like, I'm just, I'm really thinking of like a Christmas carol right now. I'm thinking of like, Scrooge and like mm-hmm. Bestie did not want to have like the joy of Christmas like he was not it. Um, and it took like some supernatural wildness to redirect him but like if you think about it like a lot of people are Scrooges at Christmas because they are hurting because it's some deep pain that they're feeling dealing with like people with hardened hearts are not they don't just wake up one day and like have a hardened heart and a grumpy spirit they that's formed from something and like I think it's so important for us as Christians like reach out to the people that we know who are like that 
And sometimes it may be hard and sometimes we might get no reception, but doing something as simple as being like inviting somebody to your church, um, Christmas Eve service, day service, or, um, having them over to, for like a Christmas potluck that you might be throwing or even wishing somebody Merry Christmas. Like it's such a good season for that. And on that note, it is such a good season to like bring up Christ in our everyday lives. Like there are so many opportunities during the Christmas season to bring up the miracle that is Christmas. Um, and while we can have those year round, they're just, they're right in your face at Christmas. And it's such an opportunity that we so often miss as Christians to really, really nail home, um, like who God is and what he does. Yes, because whether mainstream media has made you believe uh, the opposite, Christmas is about Christ. It's in the name Christ. And we've tried to change that um, as a world, but there's no getting away from it. Jesus is the center of this holiday. And it's so important that the loved ones that or strangers that you meet in your everyday life know that because we're talking about eternal life here. You know, this is a big deal. And people need to know that Jesus can and will save them and that he has been he has come down from heaven was born in a stable was um nailed on a cross buried in a grave and rose again for them and he would do it again and so understand it is worth offending someone's feelings okay for them to have the opportunity to know jesus i love what alabeth stucky says you can't change how people receive truth mm. Because, yes, Christmas is a season of joy and love and peace, but the center is And, yeah, it's just, oh, I love this season because of that and because it is such a great time to celebrate that um, and to share it with everyone around you. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty big Christmas fans over here at True That. Absolutely. So, tis the season. Go out, tell people about Jesus, spread the joy of Christmas, and have a great Christmas, I don't know, month, December. (laughs) Enjoy the season. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas.